from WDBM East Lansing. This is City Pulse on the Air. Joining you now, your Editor-in-Chief of the Lansing City Pulse, Burl Schwartz. Hello, this is Skylar Ashley filling in for Burl Schwartz. On today's episode of City Pulse on the Air, we're going to check out another awesome interview conducted by reporter Audrey Matus with a local Black Lansing legend. More on that later. First things first, let's go through a rundown of what's going down right here in Lansing. As always, you can check out even more cool events by going to LansingCityPulse.com. Think of it as your cheat sheet to nightlife here in the capital city. First up, on Tuesday, the Causeway Bay Hotel is hosting a dank cannabis sales and consumption event sponsored by Sensei Magazine. City Pulse staff, including myself and Lansterdam writer Kyle Kaminsky, will be in attendance at a City Pulse booth. Come and say hi. The party is going to have a ton of cannabis companies in attendance, and you'll have ample opportunity to sample some of the great products. Coming up on Thursday, the Chateau Grand Traverse is hosting a four-course wine dinner at Stillwater Grill in Okemos. Each course is paired with a wine by a representative from the company. Tickets are 60 bucks, and you should expect to cooperate with social distancing measures and other typical coronavirus protocols that I'm sure you're more than used to. On Friday, the Arts Council of Greater Lansing is bringing back Arts Night Out in Old Town. Starting at 5 p.m., there's going to be all sorts of local artists and businesses all down Cesar Chavez Avenue and Turner Street. Different artists will be featured at eight different locations and shops. There's all sorts of cool things for you to check out. If you go to myartsnightout.com, you can learn all about it. You're listening to City Pulse on the air. I'm Skylar Ashley. Also on Friday, as part of Arts Night Out, Absolute Gallery is welcoming acrylic and mixed media artist John Cronaman. That's going to be at 5 to 8 at Absolute Gallery, 307 East Cesar Chavez. If you want to go to East Lansing this Friday, the place to be is the Abrams Planetarium on Michigan State University's campus. The featured show throughout March will follow Mike Brown and his team as they hunt for Planet Nine through the lens of a telescope located in Hawaii. Tickets can be purchased online. There are shows on Friday and Saturday with the Friday show beginning at 8 p.m. And there's even a Sunday show that starts at four. On Saturday, the Hanna Community Center, also in East Lansing, is hosting a children's cultural concert series. The first performance will be at 11 a.m. by singer-songwriter Joe Riley. And good news for this event, don't have to pre-register, just show up and enjoy the music. Also on Saturday, author Julian Van Dyke will be at Absolute Gallery for a meet and greet opportunity from noon to 4 p.m. He's got tons of great artwork, tons of great books. They explore topics like bullying and school, jazz music, and the Juneteenth celebration and Juneteenth celebrations. So those are some hot events coming up for you to check out and hang out at. You can learn more at LansingCityPulse.com. This is City Pulse on the air on 88.9 FM, The Impact. Now it's time to check out Audrey Matusa's interview with Art Austin as part of City Pulse's special Black History Month series, Lansing Legends, which is a look at longtime Lansing residents that witnessed and participated in generations of local Black excellence. 
Our Austin, 79 years old, is a retired GM employee and is still tough as nails. He's a drag racer who might brag about a perfect driving record, a hard earner who couldn't run the risk of missing his son's basketball game. He doesn't hoard memorabilia from his past, making his recollections of the freedom and friends that fueled his life and his most prized possessions. Let's check it out. Do you have uh, any nicknames from, I don't know, from work or things that your friends do call you? Oh, my God. <laughs> do we got to go there? We don't have to, but it's, sometimes it's a funny story, <laughs> so I have to ask. I, was, I had and... a nickname from birth, and believe it or not, it went through over 30 years through General Motors, high school, middle school, and like a, and to this day, if someone calls me by my nickname, they've known me for a long time because everybody don't know it unless they heard it from someone else. And it's S-U-G-A-R. What is it? Sugar. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's that why I said, fun. do we really got to go there? <laughs> Did your mom give you that name? Who gave you that? No, my my aunt did. She used to babysit me. There was a whole lot of stories behind that name as I got older. Of course, everybody had their own ideas. But anyway, yeah, my aunt did. Are any stories you'd want to share? Pertaining to that? Sure, yeah. No, there was not really. I never really got any flack about it, but people always wondered why I was given that name, and I had to explain, just like I explained to you, were you sweet? I was, well, evidently she thought I was, so that's how she gave me the name. It just caught on. Yeah, well, I did it Did it ever, like fire. I say <laughs> I went all through life with that name. I mean, through, I mean, all my years that, you know, working at GM. But yeah. how did it catch on at GM so many years later? Well, do you really want to know? I'll tell you because no one. I do. When I first hired in, I was in this department way up on the west end of the plant, the Fisher Body, and I was doing a job with a, another coworker. <clears throat> excuse me. And a guy came from the neighborhood. Came up through, didn't know I was at GM because I'm a long way from where he came from, but he had he was repaired, so he had to come up that way for something, and he saw me, and he yelled it out, and it went from there, up there, hey, follow me, and then I ended up down at the other end where he was at, and it just followed me all the way through. Yeah, that's how it actually gets um. the plan. It was another, like I said, it was a neighborhood man. He was older than me, but he knew my nickname. Mm-hmm. And that's how it went. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if he knew my real name. And there's, there was people that didn't know my real name when I retired. You're listening to City Pulse on the air on 88.9 FM, The Impact. Let's get back to reporter Audrey Matus's interview with longtime Lansing resident Art Austin, about his experiences as a black man working and living here in the capital city. They did. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's it. That's that's a true. I mean, they took up a collection for me at work, and 
and they had a picture of me on this uh, clipboard, and uh, they just showed a picture of this. They were going around just uh, overtaking up a collection for, for sugar. And, and they thought, excuse me, but he, they would just say, who in the hell is sugar? And she said, you know him. Here's his picture right here. That his, well, they said Art Austin. We're collecting for Art Austin, and they want to know who that was. And they yeah. said, sugar. And then they saw the picture. So, well, why didn't you say that? Yeah. After after all that time working with some of these people, and they did not ever know my real name. That's ridiculous. That is interesting. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure if it's because you're so focused on the job and there's not a community, or it's because the community is so tight. Like you said, it reaches back to the neighborhood. Yeah, it came from the, it came from it came from my aunt, and then everybody in the neighborhood called me that. Mm-hmm. All the way through school, yeah. Do you feel like you made new family working at GM? Oh, there's a most definitely. I've, I've got a, a lot of people I'm still in contact with at Fisher Body. I worked at Fisher Body, which is now closed mm-hmm. over there on Berlin and Avenue. And uh, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm still uh, I still talk to people uh, periodically because mm-hmm. I had uh, there were two fellows that actually worked near me that actually I went to high school with, and one of them graduated with me, and one was a year behind me. Yeah, mm. that's that's yeah. That's what it sounds yeah. like here. It's just yeah, it was, there. Yep. And as a matter of fact, one of them actually lived on the north end of town, and one actually lived over on the south end of town at that time. And I lived on the east end of town. Kind of boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but we met yeah, in high could school. You dis- yeah, okay, you met in high school. Could you describe yeah. your neighborhood to me where you grew up? Where it My was, what was like up there? My neighborhood was pretty diverse from the east end of town. Uh, most African Americans at that time were on the west end of town. The bigger, there was not that many on that end up. There were some, uh, you know, yes, of course there were some, but uh, not like the west end, west side. Yep, we had we had we had Hispanics, blacks, and white in that in my neighborhood. I grew up playing with all of them. At that time, the Lansing City used to uh, have sporting events between park and recreation from one park to the other. Um, all kinds of sports: softball, basketball, horseshoes, whatever. So I, we were all on the same team. In my park that I was with. Of course, when we went on the west side, it was different. But we all got along. Back then, we did. We all got along. That's so cool. And were these rec sports, like, were they free to participate in? Did you have to pay? Yeah. No, not oh. like today. No, they, they, this was this was through, like it is now, park and recreation, but it was only mm-hmm. in the summer that these, you know, participated in. Now, when I got started playing basketball before I entered middle school or junior high, I played at the YMCA on Saturday mornings at 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning, every Saturday. But the park and rec, they just, that was just them. They, they did it back then. 
Yep, that was uh, that. I mean, we just go from one part to the other and play against the team, and they had championships, and, you know, and everything. But my team was very diverse. You know, we had a little bit of everything, mixed flavors. <laughs> no. What sport did you play? Uh, at that time. Yeah. I played softball. And and uh and uh and pitch horseshoes play a little basketball. That's cool. Were the teams co ed as well? No, they had their own the 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 girls had their own team. Okay. No co ed. They had their own team and the, and they had like you had uh you had two different you had the older guys, I think they were like seventeen, eighteen, and then they had the juniors where I started out as juniors and then uh, went to actually seniors too, the older guys. Oh, hey, that's really cool. Yeah, it was uh, fun. What was, what was car culture like during that time? Did you grow up always like being fascinated by cars? Um, yeah, I'm kind of interested in if that's a yeah. hobby of yours. Yes, it is. It is a, still a hobby of mine. Yes, I uh, I had an interest in, in autos, you know, at a very early age, uh, I, you know, even though I was participating in a lot of sports, because my dad was messing around with a car, it just seems like I, you know, it was an older car, but I had to, I seemed like I wanted to be around it, you know. What car did he have? He had an old Ford at that time, an old Ford, and he had a Plymouth. But, yeah, I, you know, he's working on it. He did a lot of work himself. And I'd maybe hand him tools, and he would he would he would show me stuff, you know, how to do stuff. I'm a car buff. It just still yet. <laughs> you called it a what? A car what? I, it, well, I, I just say I'm you know, I said car buff, but I guess you could just say uh, I have a real deep interest in in cars, in all cars. I you know if, if it's an article or something out. I'd read up on them. Um, I did do. I did. My brother and I used to drag race in the seventies. That's cool. And yep, we did. We uh, we got into it pretty heavy. Travel, we travel all over the country, uh, from Florida to Montreal to Texas. We went. We traveled a lot. We did it on a national circuit. Yeah. What car would you race in? We had a, me working at General Motors, I did not have a General Motors car. We had a Plymouth Chrysler car. It was very competitive. I won with it. You're listening to City Pulse on the air on 88.9 FM, The Impact. Let's get back to reporter Audrey Matus's interview with longtime Lansing resident Art Austin about his experiences as a black man working and living here in the capital city. Did it have like racing stripes? Did you uh, check it no, out? No, it was just a paint scheme of blue and white. It was oh. the car was blue and white, and to this day, I still have a car. Not that one, but I still have one. It's the old Chrysler Plymouth, but it's mine, and it is also blue and white. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we gotta take your picture in front of this car. That's oh, it's it's put away. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's put away. You know what year? You know what year? Absolutely. It's a 1967, before you were born. Yeah. That's your current car, yeah? 
Yeah, that's the one I have now, yeah. And I, uh-huh. I, I drag race that in the summer. Today, you still do? Yes, I do. Oh, wow. Where do you do that kind of stuff, or is that hush um, There's There's uh, about three tracks here that I go to in Michigan. There's a couple new ones that's come up. I'd like to just go and experiment, check them out. But there's one down on the other side of Ann Arbor. It's called Milan. And then there's one up on 131 uh, between Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo. It's called uh, US-131, US-131 Dragway. And then there's one up on the other side of Ionia. It's called Mid-Michigan mm-hmm. Motorplex. We've, we've been, I've, I've run it all of three of those. But there's a couple other ones that I haven't. Yeah. I started cool. out it's just crew chief, and I just kind of helping my brother started out driving. And we hadn't really won anything. And a friend of mine, and uh, him and I went to this one race, and he told me to drive, but I'd never driven the car. But he had to work, and he said, hey, they got a nice prize over there. You need to go try to give it a shot, you know. I said, well, I've never driven a car. He said, well, it's only you. All you got to do is this, 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 this. Said, That's easy for you to say. I've never driven. But anyway, long story short, I drove it, and I ended up winning that day. And from that point on, pretty much I drove the rest of the time. Wow. Do you remember what year that was? And where no, you I were? do not. It was in the 70s. That's all I know. Early, early uh, uh, Probably early, mid-70s. And do you remember what track? At that time, it was called Lapeer International. L-A-P-I-E-R? L-A-P-E-E-R, I think. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's up on the other side of Flint. Right. And it is is open. It's been redone, and me and some guys are going to go up there once still, yeah, to check it out. It's been re- all redone. It's, that is uh, so cool. Yeah, we re- they are, we're going to go up there. We, we saw pictures of it online and stuff. It looks pretty nice. So your crew, do you guys have like matching jackets? Like no, what's this? No, the squad? Nobody. Well, when my brother and I were racing, we had blue and white shirts. You know, okay. when, I, we we didn't we only wore them when we went to a national meet. If it was okay. a regular weekend warrior type thing for a prize money, we wouldn't always wear it. But we wore it like when we went to a national meet. Yes, we did wear. We did have a shirt. That must have been cool traveling with your brother like that. It's a unique, yes, unique very experience. Cool. Yes. And then he he passed, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. he would he would just freak out if he saw me what I got right now. I mean, I got a. 28-foot trailer, enclosed trailer, and I got a truck that I pull it with. I mean, he was just like, oh, my God. And things have changed so much, you know, with that. And I never really, and to be honest with you, there were some times to go to the track, we'd be the only, I'm saying, only black there. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. I'm not Did surprised. I I met a lot of nice guys, and I still got a, still got guys out there. I've never had a – I mean, I can't say everybody liked me. I didn't know that, but they know who I am, and they know my car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, when you got guys out there that, you know, you got a problem and they're, they're over there helping you doing it, that tells you something. You're listening to City Pulse on the air on 88.9 FM, The Impact. Let's get back to reporter Audrey Matus's interview with longtime Lansing resident Art Austin about his experiences as a black man working and living here in the capital city. Ah, right. I see. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes I'd go by myself because I always knew there was people there and I'd meet them there. We already conversed about it and I'd just meet them there. And we all pitted right by each other and stuff like that. So if there was an issue cropped up, we all helped each other. Yeah. That's really cool. But I never, I never, I mean, all over, I mean, I mean all those different states I went to, I can't say at that time, this was in the 70s, that I experienced towards me. Were there more issues with cops? Big pardon? Cops? Yeah, like, is that where it would be dicey? Uh, like probably if, um, I, you know, back then, of course, drag racing was illegal like it is now on the street. Did I ever do it? Yeah, probably started out there. Did I ever get caught? No. But yeah, no, they, they, they ticket anybody. <laughs> uh huh, right, yeah. They ticket anybody. So I'm curious, with all that traveling that you did, in the 70s around the U.S. Um, yeah, I guess, is there any, like, specific memory or site that you have that you'll always remember or an experience with your brother that you'll always cherish? Probably when I won memory I, on the road. On the road itself or a race? Oof. I mean, if you have one for both, I'm here. We got time. Um. <laughs> I have a I have one memory that's kind of stuck in my mind, but it's not very it's not very pretty. <laughs> oh, I we'll take it. <laughs> I, we went to Dallas, Texas, and we were on our Dallas, Texas. And I think, to my best, we weren't in Texas yet. We may have been in Oklahoma, or we may have been in Missouri. I'm not. I don't really remember what state it was. But it was raining so hard, your wipers couldn't even keep the windshield cleaned off. Mm. We made it to a exit, and we went into this little. <laughs> I'm we don't. I have no idea to this day where we were at. And all we saw was the lights, and we just went to the lights because it was pouring, and went in and said, "Grab us a snack and wait till it, you know pass through or whatever." So we ordered something to eat, and uh, I wasn't really, really hungry, but we ordered something, seeing we were at a restaurant, and then, <laughs> this is not good. You can't. A guy, was, I don't know, he was a table or two or a booth or two from us, I think it was, across the aisle, and he just started, like, hacking and coughing and burping, and stuff was coming out of his nose and out of his mouth. I mm. got and I got sick, and I just, I don't know, I threw a $10 table. I said, I'll wait in the car, in the truck. <sighs> I got sick. I couldn't take. That I will never forget. Oh, why? What about it is so it just like, made me, It just made me sick. And I, I just, you mm-hmm. know, that, that's never happened before like that. It's never happened again. 
but I never experienced that again either. Not like that. Now, maybe I got a weak stomach. I don't know. I mean, that's pretty gross. And Yes, yeah. it is. It is, really. I told you it was gross. Not if you have food, yeah. It was gross. Okay, this is... And my so topic, a memory... Oh. Racing... Yeah, they have a you know you know you know you got the Super Bowl you got the NBA Finals uh, there's several national meets around the country, but the big one that everybody wants to win their class at is at Indianapolis, Indiana, Labor Day weekend, and I was okay. fortunate enough to win it uh, three times. My wow. to win it, to win my class yeah that was. Uh, that was uh, pretty much that was that was a that was a big that was huge, and then I I probably probably second to that was probably the one at uh, up there on 131. I won a national meet up there. I won it all up there. You're listening to City Pulse on the air on 88.9 FM. The Impact. Let's get back to reporter Audrey Matus's interview with longtime Lansing resident Art Austin about his experiences as a black man working and living here in the capital city. And are we just this all in the mid-70s? Yeah. Yeah, because we stopped racing like 79, 80, 80, I think. Mm-hmm. We stopped, and then I didn't get into it for over 20 years. Okay, you took a 20-year hiatus from it. Oh, all of that, maybe a little over 20. Mm-hmm. Before I even got, actually, just didn't get a car until 2002. I actually was traveling with a friend of mine on the circuit, helping him. And then I got kind of said, "Well, I kind of got snake bit again." Mm-hmm. I mean, I says I don't want to go on the national circuit. I've been there, done that, but I wouldn't mind doing a little, maybe a little stuff around town, you know, just to get out there and have fun and get my hands dirty and. That didn't bother me. Yeah, so that's how I ended up with another car. Oh, that's really cool. I um before we go to the full past this national um racing, I was wondering if you could describe to me like the first time you won the indie um competition. I'm not remembering the proper name. It's, uh, it was it was called the US Nationals. Okay, US Nationals. So yeah, I met your brother was there. Yeah. Well, what was going on? <laughs> my brother was there and my uh, brother-in-law was there. You guys were coming in as underdogs? People know who you were already? Well, they, oh, we, oh, yeah, they because there was a national paper, and everybody knows, pretty much knows who, who's who. And I mm. was one that uh, our car was very competitive. Uh, they have a national record for each class. And we were always could run on the national record. And we, we had a good car. And I was told, I was told when we won that one year that we won, there was more cars in that class than any other class at that time. I mean, there was, a, I mean, it, it was, it was crazy. It was a lot. I mean, we were the last, there was no lights there. We were the last car, last two cars to go down this track. And it was almost dark. And we started that early that morning. Wow. And that was the first time you'd hit the track that day. So you had to wait <laughs> till the very end. 
Well, except for practicing and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. trials. Yeah. But the, the day of the actually competing against other cars of your caliber, that was the day that we did that. That was that was a heck of a day. That was the day that when we left there, they went and got something to eat. We went and got something to eat, and that was the day that I was. It was about ninety degrees that day. I think I was. We got back to the hotel and cleaned up and got something to eat, and I came back. I think I was probably asleep within a half hour after I hit the bed. I was just totally exhausted. <laughs> I see. So it wasn't like this popping champagne bottles, no, uh, getting a, a huge check. <laughs> they they may have, you know, they were out there in the, by the door in the parking lot. I was in I was in the room under the air, and I was I was I was just exhausted. Mm-hmm. The heat, you the exactly. heat, and the anxiety of racing other cars and of different manufacturers, and it's just you know, it was. You know, it, it, it was just, I don't know what you want to say. You're, you're intense. And it's just, uh, I, I just had to, I just shut down. That's because, yeah, that was job had been done. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was, it was something, you know, to do that. And I got a friend of mine who lives in Kalamazoo. He, he, uh, he reminds me of it all the time. And he's, he's a white guy and I've been knowing him since back in the day. He actually remembers it. He was there. Thank you very much, Audrey, for your great reporting and that great interview with Art Austin. You can check out more from the Lansing Legends series by visiting LansingCityPulse.com. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to check us out next Sunday at 10 a.m. on 88.9 FM The Impact for a brand new edition of City Pulse on the Air. This is Skylar Ashley signing off.